Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the box set pod as the summer comes to a close and Britain finally gets some spectacular weather. We gather in dark rooms across the world to talk about TV and what's on it. Uh, it's delightful in London. It's delightful here as well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you know, we got good weather up here too, Matt. What did you say then? What are you talking about? We're talking about a dark room. I'm saying dark bedroom. As the summer gets great, we all move indoors to record this. Sorry, I was only half listening. He was trying to be poetic. It was poetic. (laughs) Matt's ruined it. We've not even started. We've not even got to the end of the first little musical bit, and Matt has already annoyed me. Let's move on. That's Mel, you can hear laughing there. Mel is in Kansas. Uh, let's introduce everyone. Matt's there, you've already met him. He's he's a hemorrhoid in London. Uh, Jack is <laughs> Jack is uh, a young, naive, uh, jester-type character that lives up in the north. <laughs> Hiya, Jack, are you all right? I, uh, I'm in Lancaster where it's raining. So oh, it's not, is it? Thanks, thanks for depressing me even more. Oh. <laughs> You're only about an hour and a half further north. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jack. I know. Uh, um, and uh, Jamie, my regular co-host, of course. But Mel joins us from Kansas. And Mel has just woken up from a deep, deep sleep. Literally, she set her alarm for this podcast. What time is it there, Mel? It's 1.35 p.m. P.m. Okay, yeah. so why are, you, yeah. why are you having a nap at is it a siesta time? Very much so. I had to get up at the crack of dawn to go substitute on the very first day of school here in my small town in Kansas. I was not expecting to be called out, um, and I did not think quickly enough of an excuse to yeah. not be there. So, oh, Jamie, there she needs I training. Went. Jamie's always got an excuse ready. Um, Jamie, what are my excuses? Can I just write them down and keep them by the Yeah, uh, some sort of uh, dysentery always goes down a treat because no one really wants to investigate any further. Sure. That's it. Always go with the bum. Um, Mel, what what age were you teaching and what class was it today? I had sophomores in high school, so the little hooligans are about 15, and it was chemistry. So oh, that's like a terrible combination, isn't it? Yeah. You know, we actually had a good time. It was the first day of school, so they were very energetic. Um, but I've had I, I've subbed for four years, and I've had several of them when they were in middle school, and they saw me come in, and there were some groans because they knew they wouldn't be able to get away with much. And how many episodes much. of Chuck can you get into one lesson? You know, I was not able to show them, Chuck. We had to go through proper procedures and check out the Chromebooks and go to an assembly and learn the fight song. And Ooh, yes. the what? First, yes. Let's first, learn the bite song. The fight. Fight, fight song. Oh. What's yes. the fight song? That's what you sing when your sports team is playing. Really? 
Where is your school spirit howl? Mel, what is it? Will you do it for <laughs> us? <laughs> come on, um, Mel, come on. Do it. I, 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 let me try to remember. We won't last. It's been a long time since I was actually in high school. You just learned today, Mel. Um, yeah. Um, go Emporia, go Emporia, something, something, yay. I don't know. <laughs> that was brilliant. Um, well done. There about any, any sort of any sport will win the day. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, you rah, rah, rah. Really end. strong. It's Brilliant. clever. Yes, it's 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 award-winning work here. Okay, let's gather. Last week on this podcast, we talked about the epic, incredible Stranger Things. If you haven't watched it yet, or watch it. Um, the guinea pig on last week's show, well, it was partly supposed to be me, but I couldn't stop watching it. The other person it was supposed to be was Jack. He didn't turn up. Um, no. So we're going to get to Jack in a bit, but also Matt Wandless has been making waves off air in between these two podcasts with his controversial opinion of um, uh, Winona Ryder saying that he didn't think that her performance was connected correctly. And, and this is the connection between her brain, her heart, and her child in the piece was not convincing enough for Matt. No, um, no, that's not what I said. Oh, well, what was it? I was talking about. I was talking about it in terms of uh, gem- generalized emotions. That's what I was saying. That's what I just said. So the connection between her and her child wasn't convincing to you. The, the that distress. was a side note. I was talking okay. about her just um, playing a state rather than a, a specific okay. thing. Now, have you had chance yet to listen to the Justin Lee Collins part of the podcast last week, or do you just fast forward to your bits? I don't listen to anything anyone else says in the podcast. <laughs> there we go. I just <laughs> hover my cursor over the, uh, so, over the little scrubbling thing, and I just go, is that me? It's, I've got a little program that seeks out my voice, and I just sit there in a bath of milk. Yeah. With well, a cigar, and, it I, is, and I listen to it. It is the smoothest. I slowly masturbate. Silky. <laughs> <laughs> why do you do it slow? Yeah, why slow? Because oh, it's the water. Uh, the water. Anything, anything that good is best savoured. <laughs> oh, God. So, um, so, Mel, make sure you pass this podcast on to your students. Yes, <laughs> Mel, um, Mel, will you fill Matt in? We just want to touch on this. Fill Matt in on what Justin Lee Collins was saying about John Hughes' adult characters. Just to see if this is another, you know, is there a crack in Matt's... Does Matt question his opinion at all, faced with this knowledge? You want me to fill him in on that? Yeah, you fill him in because I, <laughs> I always have to edit this podcast, and I, I really get sick of the sound of my own voice. You all understand that. Try listening to it in a bath of milk. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Really, really. Hey, uh, well, I'm sorry, I don't remember what he said. What okay, he, he said in jo- it is John Hughes, isn't it, the '80s director? Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. he said that John, yeah. in those uh, in those films, one of the things that were different. Uh, were that the adult characters had to annoy you as the audience. That was one of the things that helps you see the world through the kids' eyes and enjoy the film through the kids' eyes. So every adult character in it, you should have subconsciously and perhaps consciously had an issue with. Now, my point is, 
with all of those characters, like the lazy dad, the uh, the mum who was a bit oppressive, the teacher who was a bit geeky, with uh, the Hopper who was useless, a bit useless at the beginning, with all those characters, it's fairly easy to play slightly annoying. But if you're playing the mum who loses a child, that's a very difficult thing to do to to both. Uh, to both act the distress, but also not let the audience empathise with you too much. That's a really difficult brief for that job. Could could it be that, and it seems likely that that is the kind of direction they were given, could it be that that gives you friction and you're overcritical because it's Winona Ryder or because it's the main part? Could it be that, Matt? Could it? Yes. <laughs> Our work here is done. Thank you for joining us this evening. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Uh, right. Well, no, I, I remember that discussion now. Yes, and and one of the things that I that came to mind when I was listening to that was um, Nancy and Mike's father, who is the quintessential useless father. Yeah, yeah. It was interesting when you when you mentioned that. I. I um... I, I thought of the film War Games. Do you remember that film? Yes, great film. Matthew Broderick. Yeah, I love I, I love that film, and, the, and it made me think of the dad in that. Okay. Yeah. Just really bumbling and doesn't know what's going on at all. And uh, I, I get what you're talking about. Mm, difficult, difficult. Well, listen, that brings us on to what is... I thought that that was going to be contentious. This is going to be even worse. So much so that I really... I can't engage this person in a conversation. Jamie, you're <laughs> going to have to take over. Will you please talk to Jack about Stranger Things? <laughs> right. So I don't know the ins and outs of your thought process, Jack, but from what I'm hearing, you've not enjoyed watching Stranger Things. Would you discuss, please? Uh, well, overall, after watching it uh, completely now, I'd probably give it an eight and a half out of ten. But what did you give it after after one episode? Oh, after one episode, I really didn't like it, just because of the 80s. Well, I'll give you an example. So Mike would be sat there in the basement, and he'd say, Eleven, she's got special powers. And as he would be saying that in the background, you'd just hear, boom, 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 boom. And the 80s references and everything about it, I didn't really like at first. Why is that 80s? It was just the music, the, 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 yeah, the, the cheesiness of it. It just sort of turned me off at first. Right. But then towards the end, the, the whole childish enthusiasm of it, I absolutely loved and thought it was brilliant. But then one thing that I really didn't like about it that I thought almost spoilt it for me was the... Oh, it's a bit of a spoiler. Yeah, actually. I probably should, uh, yeah, I'm going into dangerous Can you ground talk about here. it without talking about it? Uh, the love interest at the end... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it spoil it for me. It soured the water. Do you think it happened really? too quickly? Um, I just don't think it was needed at all, really. Because, Jack, you've pulled something out of the bag there that I'd forgotten about. I, I did actually have a criticism of that, which was um, in the people that we're talking about, the prom is mentioned, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they recall that line about 20 minutes later and that really they should have set that up two episodes earlier if they were going to do like a recall line where we we remember back to something and get flooded with emotion it seemed to happen it was seemed to be a very insular episode like that maybe with different writers of different episodes they couldn't 
they didn't quite manage to sort of get that implanted early enough. But I, I yeah. do understand it felt like perhaps that came quite quickly and perhaps quite. I don't, I don't know. How old are you? It almost came as a bit of a love? bit of a shock, really. For me. I didn't think they would go that way with them. So I thought they'd become such good friends throughout mm-hmm. the series. I, I didn't expect that to happen. Was it necessary, Matt? Um. I didn't mind it, but it did. It, it does make me think, uh, like the, the whole story arc with um, the original love interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I was talking about this with some other people earlier this week. Is that that story arc is entirely um, superfluous? It, it, it does nothing. You're right, mm-hmm. uh, and that's one of the only things I can think of that is uh, a, a weak point about the show. So, did you feel like that that character's storyline was um, a setup for season two. That's possibly. kind of how I kept possibly. feeling through the whole thing. Yeah. I was like, why is this person here? Which do you is mean, Mel? The you, of the ne- you mean the first? The, the original. The original one, yeah. 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 Is that, a, is that in service of a, a possible season two? Could maybe? be, but I thought, that's what, the... I, I thought that's what Matt was about to imply with the one that Jack's talking about, is that, that, that there would be... We know that very little in this thing is done without reason. And that thing that Jack's criticising, it would make sense if that's the very beginning of a story, wouldn't it? That's a good sign for what may be to come, what with the origin story idea. Yeah, but that, that was another thing that I agreed with you last week, that I didn't really like the uh, season two hints towards the end. Mm. Um, uh, okay. The the forest scene and the, mm. the monster toilet bathroom scene as well i didn't think they were either one or the other i didn't think both were needed i loved that final scene actually both of them we're still talking about them i love them yeah amazing i I kind of feel like you want to i I like the 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 setup the next series because i want to know that it's not just a isolated story i want to know that it's going somewhere and it's got an uh, well, you uh, want to know that, uh, that aim. you want to know that as a subscriber of Netflix, but they could have begun the second series with it. Like that, that could be the one point in which it's it doesn't feel no. like a Spielberg film because ET doesn't end with a cliffhanger. Um, no, I I, 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 I I get what you're saying, but I think Tin did um, hit the nail on the head when he said that it was like a lot of that that kind of thing where it's. Uh, a sort of spooky kind of feel. Yeah. Uh, like it, it made me think yeah, of the end did. of um, the end of Carrie, mm. and uh, I, I think I, I don't think there was any harm in it at all. So yeah. I feel I feel like we're looking. At, I feel like we've got a really nice pair of pants, and we're picking away at the threads of these beautiful <laughs> pants. Well, maybe, here. but Jack, Jack, was... let's just wear them. Jack, would you, Jack, would you have even would you have taken the pants off and burned them completely after episode one? Um, I think if I hadn't have had the encouragement of everybody else saying this is amazing after episode one, I probably would have left it longer before going back to it. I think I would have gone back to it eventually, but I don't think I'd have rushed back to it in the haste I did. I just want to make you... sure, Jack, that you're not saying anything to impress us. Oh no! We're no. not going to think less of you if you <laughs> bloody hated it. And no, no, no! It's just the the eighties uh, cheesiness of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I get the feeling. Really like. 
because of your age, Jack, do you think because you're a child of the 90s? Yeah, I think that's exactly it. That you have a certain degree of uh, spite towards the 80s, would you, would you say? Well, we should, uh, that should be Because us. the 80s were so much better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Surely we should be the ones who are embarrassed by the 80s because we live. No, in... we've got the nostalgia. What are you talking and yet about? No, we're not. I was you know embarrassed what, for a few years about it. <laughs> it's interesting that, that Jack had that reaction because I was actually um, talking to one of the girls in, in class today, who, you know, 15-year-old, and she watched it. And after the first episode, she wasn't sure she wanted to continue because of the 80s references. She was fighting them a little too much. Mm. But then she decided to, you know, press on. And from episode two, I mean, I guess she watched the rest of it in one sitting. Wow. Yeah, because I I wonder if like we flipped it a little bit and say that there was a show that I referenced loads of seventies TV and film, mm-hmm. if maybe we wouldn't have um, invested so quickly in the journey yeah. because we didn't I have that nostalgia fact. Um, well, we thought yeah. maybe, but I think we're we're a, we're being children of the eighties, obviously better than the children of the nineties. <laughs> I think we we've got a quicker grasp of um of exterior cultures and then maybe uh, things that aren't necessarily of a norm to us can still be fascinating in a in a very formidable way yeah no i yeah. oasis versus blur jack <laughs> exactly <laughs> um it's definitely uh it definitely proves one thing that what we thought was an ironclad if anyone watches episode one it's another bit of proof that the four episode rule is necessary a style can put people off and we're obviously brought a lot to this has anybody watched any of the other new netflix thing the get down no uh, and i'll tell you the truth i was put off by the trailer and i genuinely didn't like the trailer because there aren't any white people in it I th- yeah, I think I think <laughs> that's that a joke. I think that the um, I think that with Baz Luhrmann, I I can either really enjoy it or I can genuinely hate it. It's either one or the, the other. And from the trailer, I felt like I was going to hate it, but I might be wrong. Is well, this the one that's very kind of soul trainy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, 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 I've watched the first episode of that, and I actually really, really enjoyed it. It's brilliant, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's, it's brilliant. And the, the soundtrack is yeah. amazing. It's meaty, it's complex, it's uh, authentic whilst also being very musical-like at points. It's like it's another brilliantly new thing, and uh, it, I urge you to watch it. We need to do it in the future. It's really good. And, it's, and it really is refreshing to see something which has got one white person in it. <laughs> it's really nice. Yeah. Uh, you don't need a main part, even the wire. You know, you had your main main team of uh, white cops. It's just brilliant. It's everything Bronx seventies funk meets hip hop and then the birth of hip hop. It's great. And on Ooh. on the subject of minorities, there's one more thing to deal with this week before we get on to Fargo, which is this: Jamie Atherton subconsciously is a sexist pig. on sunday i went to watch the ghostbusters (laughs) with my uh, sister because she wanted to go for her birthday so we went to watch the ghostbusters i enjoyed it so much that i went again that day with my wife who hadn't seen it and was working that day so i watched ghostbusters twice in one day i thought it was brilliant I, Jamie, what are you on about? I laughed beginning to end both times. 
in the same places, laughed all the way through. I thought that it did exactly what the first one did. It gets oh, you. It, it just does exactly the same thing as the first Jesus. one. So we what now are you know. On about? My wife, my sister, my brother, my sister-in-law, your wife, Jamie, her mm, all loved it. What? Yeah. It, what is <laughs> wrong with I, you? I'll, I'll tell you something. <laughs> this weekend, I went to watch Finding Dory at the oh, cinema. Oh, it's brilliant, isn't it? Which is one of the and it, watching mm, that mm. was like. It was so nice to watch a brilliant yeah. comedy that was moving. Yeah. I genuinely teared up when, oh, I will say. But the journey was amazing yeah. and the characters are well-crafted. Yeah. And Ghostbusters was just full of, like... It, the, the Ghostbusters was just... It was full of these one-line, sort of quirky little comments with no real character, like the, like the with no one. real journey. Like no, not one. at all. No, the original <laughs> was brilliant because you had these wonderful characters like Peter Venkman and Egon. I mean, they were so interesting. This was like a poor imitation of that. No, and it wasn't. It was a different... It really imi- was. It was a different was interpretation of it. And it's brilliant. And I'll tell you what I think it is. I think that we've got used to male comedy, where male comedy parts are really clear. You have, a bit like you were just shouting about that, you have uh, people, you have characters who are clearly the stupid one, the smart one, the fit one, whatever. With women, women, I think, were like Tina Fey stuff when she did Sisters and stuff, that their comedy when women make it and are allowed to make it is more complex you'll you'll have a character like when my wife is funny this isn't what are you on about i love i love female some of the brilliant i love sisters what's wrong with you this was brilliant i i love the com i love the comedy of amy schumer i i love the I think the best comedies of last year were mainly female-led comedies. This was not funny. Helen, I don't know why. Helen from Empire Magazine, who's been on this podcast a lot, wrote a brilliant article about it, saying how great it was. So me, Helen, your wife, my wife, Johnny, Tanya, <laughs> Bethan, everyone I know who has seen it, who's actually seen it, thinks it's brilliant. What happened to you in that cinema? Well, let, let, me, well, let, let us go now. Let's go now to IMDb. No, we because go it's now? full of no, nasty no. men Let's, going they should never okay, have made okay. this. Let's go to Rotten Tomatoes. Again, then, it's we? full Let's of nasty, right. grumpy men. Do you know what Radio 1's film reviewer said? Radio 1's film reviewer said, Chris Hemsworth is the best, Helmsworth is the best thing in this film. That, how can that not be subconsciously sexist when that part is just... just I, I, I think you're reading sexism into it because people didn't like the film. I, 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 can't no, work I am out. not being sexist because I didn't like the no, film. I, don't I just think, didn't like the film. Well, the, I don't think you are sexist. I just think that... Well, not, not, I, I, not consciously. Uh, I just think that... <laughs> <laughs> I can't understand so, how... so what you're saying is any film with women lead characters that, that we don't like we're being sexist for not liking no, it that's no, no, your no. comment no I think that's that ghost... I no I don't think that I think that Ghostbusters how, what if I finally go see it and I don't like it I would, love to, I, to, I would absolutely you're... love to hear you say that Mel okay. <laughs> go and watch it I'm going to try to watch it this weekend. We'll see. Oh, I can't. My theater is actually being renovated, so. It's it's like, um, it's scary. It's exciting. The special effects are brilliant. The music's great. 
The plot's The, the best thing about it, the special effects and the action scenes are good. They're just brilliant. not funny. It's so funny. All the way through. Laughed all the way through. I, I don't get it. I've never... I, 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 everybody walked out of that cinema and went, what's wrong with Jamie? I can't... <laughs> like Even people who hadn't met him. Yeah. <laughs> the whole cinema was full. When you went, was the cinema full of people laughing? Um, there, was, there was a few titters. A few I mean, titters. Lauren was laughing. And what's wrong um, with your wife then? She got bad taste? No, I, I genuinely don't know what it is that I, I disagree with probably most people on this. No, Sometimes you don't. That you, agree with, life. you agree I, with I, an I, absolute shit ton of really angry men on IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. I don't, I don't <laughs> think that that's the only people. That I think there are people I, don't, I think there are people who don't like this film, who aren't sexist. I yeah. think it's just some people don't find it that funny. I'm one of those people. I can't agree with you on everything. I'm sorry, but I am not sexist. Well, that sounds like a sexist person to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I urge everyone, if you can find a cinema that's still showing it after every, all the bloody users have destroyed it, uh, I urge if you. If you're going to watch it, I've missed it completely. I, I, I really would like gonna, to see it. If you're going to watch a film, watch Finding Dory. That is a film. I don't I mean, need to watch both. That's a piece of work. <laughs> that's a piece of work, all right. You've got to watch it. Well, I, I, do, I do genuinely think that there is something about... Um, uh, because cause Zoolander, last time I was on here talking about a comedy, Zoolander 2 is the other one that's now in the same basket as having tanked. And there's nothing sexist about that. But I do think that there is something about um, characters that are complex and silly at the same time I don't go down well with the audience. I think Finding Dory is a good example of, you know, if you have comic characters in things, they tend to be very clearly there to serve one function. And I wonder if there's something something in that. I'm not sure. But anyway, I just... Are you, what, are you saying the Finding Dory characters aren't as complex as the characters in Ghostbusters? No, I'm saying the comic characters in it. So like Ty Burrell's character, for example. It's uh, very, very simple what he is, what he's there to do. He's a dolphin that has lost his power to use sonar and then tries to get it back. And <laughs> I don't, and I don't think there's that it. much more thought into the Ghostbusters characters, Howell. I really don't. What's the what's the complexity of... I thought he of, was a baby um, beluga. I thought he was a beluga whale. Yeah, he well, isn't whatever. even a dolphin. Howell. Whatever he is, beluga whale. <laughs> um, no, I'm talking about the complexity of the performances. So, like... Um, uh, this is Saturday Night Live people who are playing characters and are being silly. All of a sudden, one of them might sing a song, and the next minute they might do something else that's funny. It's they don't do they don't do exactly what you expect all the time, and that's my experience of my wife, for example. Um, rather than guy walks in, we know that his job is to slip on a banana, and that's what his function is. Ty Burrell does this. I, I just wonder whether a more silly, improvised world like Zoolander and like that just isn't uh, as popular as it should be. I think I'll be interested to know what you think when you watch it a second time. Forget the sexism thing. I don't think it's sexist. I just wonder whether you you carried so much more baggage in terms of Ghostbusters than Lauren did. And whether that... Yeah, yeah, it's possible. Yeah, yeah. Um, you certainly lowered my expectations to the point that I wasn't expecting anything, and therefore I just, like right from the off, found it very, very funny. That was really good. Uh, anyway, 
Can we talk so, about Fargo? Let's talk Fargo. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Let's go for another half hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is half an hour. Sorry about that. So, Fargo then. Uh, who shall set it up? Mel? Matt? Matt? Mel? Who wants to set it up? You go for it, Mel. Mel, what is okay. this? Give us the context. Where are we? Um, Fargo does not actually open in Fargo. It's actually in Bemidji, Minnesota, in the depths, depths of winter, which is miserable in Minnesota. And it's about the quiet, desperate decline of a very sad man. Okay, good. And there's Ooh. a lot of murder. And snow. And bullying. And awful, awful characters. And this Ooh. is, uh, as with Ghostbusters, this is a reimagining of an original which was done by the Cohen brothers, uh, famously. Well, it, it's not a reimagining. It's kind of it. It's in the same world as. It's not like um, it actually references that the the, the storyline from the film um, in it, doesn't it? So yeah, it's, Does it? yeah. Is that later? Uh, I didn't notice any references he, to it. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it all kind of fits in at some oh, point. Sort of. later. No, only yeah. sort of though. It's not. It's so not like is, the same ending or anything. No, but so it this links. is an, another caper that took place in the north, northern states of America. It's a re. I in think Minnesota. I, I think I was or right. North Dakota or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're both right. It is a kind of reimagining of the. It's almost like the same starting point with lots of aspects that are the same but you're not going to get the same payoffs and the same characters. So there, there are very similar characters. There's certain things that are exactly the same, but it's a different thing. I, d I don't think that's true. I think what Jamie said is far more accurate. What yeah, you, no, it, it's I definitely linked to the original film. There is, there is a link, there is a connection between the original film, not just the places, but the actual story. It was a connection to that and what happened in the first series. Um, what? So you, do you, do you like not remember? It's not reimagining. It acknowledges the the other. Yeah, story. It, it acknowledges the other story at some point. You might have forgotten it, Howell. I, I don't know. I remember somebody doing something the same as in the film. No, no, it's some, no something happened uh. that is connected to what happened in the film. Was it a significant act, Hal, or was it just like no. driving a car, I drinking some coffee? In my head, they did the same. Somebody does the exact same thing as in the first one, at some point. But no, um, I, mean, I can't. No. I can't okay, tell you what it is because it would ruin it for. Well, it's put it this way: it's not the same as the film. Uh, it's definitely in the same world. It has the same feel. The Coen brothers have executive produced it, and they start with their infamous. The the following is based on a true story, which um, is bollocks. It's not a true story, um, and uh, and a fa famously, I think a Japanese person died when they went there to search for something that happens in the film. They went and they died while they were searching for it, which I'd feel guilty about if I'd put. This is a true story at the beginning of my film. Obviously, they don't because they've used it in the TV series. Matt, what did you think? I, I quite enjoyed it. Good. Mel, what did you think? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm torn because I, I want to continue watching it to see what happens to everybody. But the level of violence and blood was a little too much for me. I had a feeling that might be the case. Yeah. Ah. So but what, it's so cute. I mean, 
this is such a different role for Martin Freeman. It's such a deep dive into that bumbling sort of yeah, uh, yeah, that character that he played like in the office. It's it's and the accent was really. Let me try out. something before you carry on with that, Mel, because I want okay. you to carry on with that. But I want you to tell me when you were watching it, were you imagining Matt watching it? I never imagined Matt oh, okay. doing anything. I just wondered. That's, you, that's where you're going wrong, Mel. You want to imagine me a lot more. I, I wondered if you were guessing what each other were going to say about this thing. I'm, I'm guessing Matt did think about Mel. What, what did, did you? No, I only did about about 30 seconds ago when I realized. Well, well, no. Okay. At the start of the podcast, when I realized we were both guinea pigs, I started thinking, oh, I, I wonder if Mel will have got over the violence. Okay. So, Mel, Martin Freeman, it's a deeper role for him, yeah? Yeah, it's it's it really really is. It's not a, it's not a comfortable role to see him in because I really really like him, but boy he 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 nails it. And the the difference in his character from the beginning of that first episode to the end, and the decisions that he's made, that's got me wondering. It's got me curious about the rest of the episodes, and I probably will watch a few more. Mm. Just Jack, to see. Jack, have you seen this? Yeah, I've seen all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I have to agree with Martin Freeman. I, I didn't really like him in it, to be honest. Uh, I didn't think he was. I thought they could have picked somebody better to play his role, and especially, like you said, Mel, the the accent and his voice. Oh my God. Did the accent annoy you, Mel? Um, no, it, it was. It's quite good. It's quite realistic. It was throwing me off because I've only ever heard him in British roles, as yeah. you know, with his accent, his British accent. So, um, or his, you know, his his Bilbo accent. But it is um, a supremely annoying accent, though, isn't it? It's um, oh, it annoyed the pants you know, off me. <laughs> oh yeah. Guys, oh yeah. That is, it is accurate. <laughs> it is accurate. There's. I've been to Minnesota. That is. That is how they talk. So it's cute. It's cute as well, but it's also quite great. It's um, it is. It's it. A little goes a long way. My wife and I do it around the house to each other every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. You're in the you're in the milky yeah. bath. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Matt, uh, what did what what did you like about this, Matthew? What didn't I like? What did you did? Uh, what did I like? Um, I, you know what? I I, cause I I was thinking it was all a bit uh, kind of uh, weak, watered down Coen Brothers Fargo until about the last fifteen twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, I, I may, maybe the, maybe a little bit longer than that. But um, everything suddenly started to kick off all over the place. You know, uh, characters who you think are going to be uh, you know series staples are suddenly dead, mm-hmm. and um, and it's it's not that I need it to that I need people to be dying all the time to enjoy a show, but it suddenly um, <laughs> all, all the stakes got raised and it, and, and everything was uh, a bit more interesting. Um, but I, I can I can hear as well what people are saying about Martin Freeman. I think it's it's hard when you're expecting someone to sound a certain way and then they're doing something very different. Because mm-hmm. uh, obviously, I, I, I wonder whether he would have been able to fly under the radar with that if he wasn't such a recognisable actor. A lot like Winona Ryder in Stranger Things. Well, no, because she's not doing an accent, is she, Howell? <laughs> no, uh, but, you know, the being the name is quite difficult and people can be annoyed by that person more easily because they know who they are. Well, like Billy Bob Thornton and Bob Odenkirk. Well, yeah, but never mind. 
Um, <laughs> you know, if you're going to hold something up to be shot down. No, I was, along, that, along those lines, though, so then we have Billy Bob Thornton, who's playing every Billy Bob Thornton character ever. I mean, it's there's no nuance there that I can see yet. Well, he's playing a modern Billy Bob Thornton character. Like, when Billy Bob first came out, he was just a big hairy he's mess. He? Yeah, he was just like Jack or something. Who's then, Billy Bob Thornton? <laughs> oh, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like somebody out of a fairy tale. That's he's right. the scary man in in the first episode. Oh, oh, right. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's the yeah, scary man. Yeah. He's yeah. A, he's... That's a great uh, final scene, wasn't it? By the way, the uh, the here be dragons scene. Uh, remind me. That was so. Uh, when, when he gets pulled he over. Oh yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. It's so, so scary. The um. So are you? Will you be carrying on with it, Matt? Uh, yeah, I think I think we will. I think I'm going to watch the first episode again with my wife, and uh, we'll we'll see if we want to carry carry on going. Excellent, Mel. Will you will you carry on with it? Will you... Yeah, I'm going to go through at least four episodes and see. But can you guys just give me a heads up, like how much more blood should I be expecting? Well, I think about oh, uh, lots. Like, are there are there a lot of hammers yeah. involved? Here? There's a lot. There's a no. lot of death. And I don't want to. I don't want to give you a false hope, Mel. There's a violence upon violence. Is the you know the that word... was very gruesome. That actually with the bullpen hammer. Yes. I, I didn't feel like we needed the shot of her face afterwards. Do you know what I? I think Mel that that's hmm. Jamie can confirm or deny, and Jack. But I feel like that's the most shocking one out the way, and perhaps the other ones become a little more cartoon a little more you know like the I don't think so. yeah I don't think it gets any worse than that up until maybe the very last episode mm. Mm. can I ask something I mean th- th- this is my only worry about the show is um, like what's what's the point of this is this just uh, <laughs> you know uh, crazy <laughs> shenanigans up in a weird quirky part of America or is there Something a bit more broad to it, or well, this sorry, is, a bit less broad, rather. <clears throat> this is a question I have asked myself many times with the Coen Brothers. I've got a bad relationship with Coen Brothers films. I think what? Yeah, well, I think that you know, they, well, this is this is purely it. What you've just said. I think they're excellently made, excellently acted and written. There's a part of me that always goes like Serious Man made me really angry because. Ultimately, I walked out of the cinema and went, how is my life anything other than more miserable as a result of that story? They didn't give me anything. You know, it's like, what? what is the point? Why are we doing this? And I think the point in, in Coen Brothers stuff is that it's a dark comedy and they always they always start with a main character who is almost always male and they say, how much shit can we throw at one character? And it still be believable. So that that's how that's their form, and it's a farce, but a, compl- oh. a really dark farce. So if you can watch it with that view of kind of going, oh, this is a story about making mistake upon mistake upon mistake, or shit being thrown at you in life. That's what it's like. The farce of life is. You can live, I stop you there? Yeah. Sorry, I just want to say that I, I, I think is the difference between um, this and a Coen Brothers film is obviously the medium. 
Yeah. And uh, while I can kind of I can understand why simply telling a yarn for a couple of hours is worthwhile if it's yeah. a good enough story. Yeah. Like how, how I don't understand how you make it on. worthwhile over six, however many series there are of it. Yeah, I, I mean I have the same question about people watching EastEnders for twenty years, but it's I um, I think that this is I think that this does give you more, and I think that there are heroes, and I think particularly that season two um, is one of the most surprising series uh, that I've seen in ages. And there's something that happens. Have you seen season two, Jack, Jamie? No, I've not watched it. Have you, Jamie? Yeah, I have, yeah. And uh, I didn't like it as much as the first season, but I know that it's... Did you finish it? it? uh, Yeah, yeah, I did actually. And and it is very good. I just didn't enjoy it as much. I really enjoyed the first series. And and I think if if you're wondering why to watch it, Matt, it's because it's a brilliant piece of, like, television. Like, when when you really get into it, the characters, the journeys, and you get past Martin Freeman's... You know, I, I, I struggled with Freeman's performance, mainly because I thought he was doing an impression of William H. Macy. That's definitely there, yeah. In the film. And it took me a while to get over that. But once you get into it, his character is just, is brilliant, actually. He's a really, like, complicated character. He's really fascinating to watch the journey he goes on. And then Billy Bob's character, I know that he annoys you a bit, um, Mel, that he's just playing the same kind of role. Well, he... He, he's just a it once again he like he just he does surprise you he, mm. there, there are surprising moments in it yeah. and that's what the show's really good at is just take just sort of catching you by surprise at, at times with the journey the characters go on and, and ultimately it's a really thrilling if at times extremely violent journey you're so clever jamie it's just such a shame that you've got a problem with sequels um <laughs> Because season two of this, I thought, um, again, a bit like the first one, it takes a while to get going. But there's a couple of moments in season two, which I'd love to talk about, which is so... You know the the big surprising moment in yeah, season two? Yeah, It kind and of leaves is, its genre. It leaves its whole genre for five minutes. And it, there's... There are... Um, there are a lot of... Both in Billy Bob, in Martin, and in the production of it, there are a lot of surprises waiting for you that are much more three-dimensional than you yeah. probably hope at the moment. And, mm. I, and it is one of those things where I know what you think... You feel like, why would you need to make this? Because Fargo's a really good film. doesn't feel like... It feels like a, a big ask to follow that. And the fact that the Coen brothers aren't really doing it, they're just letting someone else do it and producing, executive producing... It feels like it's a huge task that maybe doesn't need to be done. But the guy who does it is a the guy's name he puts it's Noah Hawley, who's worked on Bones in the past and other TV shows. He does an amazing job, and it's, he, he captures the essence of the Coen Brothers, but he takes it in his own and in his own way and with his own voice as well. And it's really, really well done in that respect. And it's won lots of awards and Emmys, and the cast is incredible. Yeah, and in fact, to go back to what Matt was saying off the back of my criticism of the Coen brothers, I think that the Coen brothers possibly couldn't have written and directed a full series for that reason, for the fact that, you know, they they kind of get a character and run it into the ground and you couldn't sustain that. That I think that this has more surprises and moments of magic to it, perhaps. Hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it is, it's hard to remember it as anything other than quite dark and dour, though, Jamie, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's extremely bleak, but <laughs> but it's uh, but it's it's like it's still it's it's a good contrast to something else you might be watching. You know, it's it, it's nice to watch this while you might be watching it a bit lighter because it's got that intensity and darkness that you might want on a Saturday night to just binge watch a couple of episodes and and you do get gripped by the journey the characters yeah, go you do. on because... and figuring out who they represent you know who who does what is billy bob representing is he the devil is he what you know what's going on and um uh, he's chaos isn't he he represents chaos potentially but then i think the further you go in when tom hanks gets involved um tom hanks Colin. is in it <laughs> Colin Colin. Hanks. Colin Hanks. i was talking critically oh. um, oh, i was re- i was getting really excited then <laughs> <laughs> when uh, when tom <clears throat> little hanks gets involved i think there's some um there's just some really nice stuff yeah it's definitely worth he's not chaos with. i don't think because i mean there's a strange kind of logic to him he's sort of yeah. he's almost um uh kind of Representing a bit of justice as well, in yeah, a weird way. Yeah, but a very dark justice. Maybe oh, yeah, I, absolutely. I think Mel might be right, though. I think they'd you know, be interesting to see. See, I'll give that some thought. But this, this whole thing starts from him sort of trying to uh, help a guy out. Mm, mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In a very strange <laughs> and extreme way. Well, it does. You know, but he, he forces he, it. He forces it. And then, and then he says, well, you didn't say no. Mm. And that's that's not the same thing as saying yes. That's right. That's that's uh, that's his own motivations. That's that's finding an excuse to do something that he wants to do and say no, no. You said because we had that whole scene with I cannot I cannot come up with names right now, but with Martin Friedman's character and the shotgun when he's waiting for Billy Bob to come to his house. Yeah, you killed her. You killed her. And, you know, kind of turning it around on him, what he said earlier about the Sam Hess character. And it's, I don't know. I, I will keep watching and, and see if, if Billy Bob's character changes. But for right now, that's, from that first episode, he just seems uh, very uh, self-motivated and in love with chaos. Hmm. Mm. I, I have to say that I'd watched all of the first season, going back to what you were saying about the film. And then I tried to watch the film and didn't oh. find it as good mm. as I thought it was going to wow, be. Wow, that is interesting. Wow, I, is I thought the season, the first season, was a lot better. And I don't know if that was because I was uh, expecting too much from the film, maybe, mm. or because I just got used to the characters. Um, I know you're saying there's the crossover. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I. Mm. That's hard. I mean, it could... It, yeah, a TV series could be better than the film. But then... When you carry a massive bag of expectations into something, you set yourself yeah. up for a loss, don't you, Jamie? It's very difficult to um, <laughs> it's very difficult to compare across the mediums as well because they have such uh, different yeah. tools at their disposal. Mm. Yeah. Jack, did you get the link after watching the film? Did you get the link chronologically to the, oh, to the um, TV, TV show? show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At first, I just presumed because um, I, I knew there was the film, the film been brought out before the TV show. And when I was watching the TV show, I just presumed the links I didn't understand were to the to the film. And then when I watched it, it made sense. But I, uh, 
I don't know if I'd have watched it the other way around. It would be interesting to see if I'd uh, prefer the film to the TV show. Mm. Well, I mean, that's yeah. Like Matt said, it is hard to judge different mediums in in some respect. But like, I I kind of wonder if I prefer the TV show a little bit more after watching it to the film. Like, if I had a choice. Mm. Uh, maybe I would go with the TV show because I really did enjoy it, and I know that um, you might be put off Mel by the sort of monsterish character of, of Billy Bob and the violence, but it, there are some really interesting characters in there. It's some really interesting. It's a really interesting journey that the story takes you on. I think you you will enjoy it if you stick with it. You know, the the genius of Billy Bob Thornton is that he creeps me out, and I don't like his characters, but I still want to watch. Yeah. yeah. So he's not he's he's not a deal breaker for me. Good, good. Yeah. Well, crack on, and I urge you if you can find a cinema with Ghostbusters, just purely to add your opinion to the mix. That would be good. All right, I'll do what I can. I'm only having a go, Jamie, because I'm so upset that you missed out on so many laughs. Now, see. Isn't isn't season two, series two of Fargo? Isn't Kirsten Dunst the lead? And yes. Therefore, oh, that's a problem, yeah. isn't it? Maybe doesn't care for it <laughs> because she's a woman. There you so go. In the lead, therefore. God damn it! I love the ladies. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I watched I watched Bridesmaids again recently. Yeah. I think that's that must be the fifth time I've watched that film. Oh, what Fucking a film! Love it. What yeah. a film! I loved it too. Track, the, when they're the wedding dress and the bridesmaid oh, dress. Oh, I, I cannot was, control myself. I, I cry with laughter when she sort of stumbles like a kind of weird-looking duck into the street. Yes. It's, it's just too funny. It's too funny. I disrupted in an entire restaurant howling with laughter when one of my nieces brought that up. Really? Yeah. <laughs> she so just like gets the, lower the 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 to the ground. Oh, God. And she's just going, oh, my it's God, it's happening. happening. I'm shitting in the street. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Have a lovely, sunny uh, rest of the week. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. 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 Jamie, wait there a minute. I'm going to get rid of everyone else. No, Jack, you can stay. Quick, oh, right. okay. quick moment of spoiler. Uh, oh, okay. For Fargo. For Fargo. Oh, right. Quick moment. Um. The wood. Ch- okay, if you've if you've se- if you've not seen Fargo, turn off now. If you've not seen Fargo, turn off now. The wood chopper. Um, he's putting the bits. He's putting the body into the wood. No, chopper. no, that's not the link. That's a, that might be a, a you know a, a sort of thematic nod to the original film, but the actual you know the character of Oliver Platts. You know the the, um, the character in season one. Of uh, the guy who owns the big supermarket, yeah. he tells his story at some point in one of the episodes about how he came across the money to afford to buy his business. Uh, Do you remember that bit? Oh, yeah. He found it in the snow. And he found, found it in the snow because he yeah. found the and he has that uh, the picture of the the snow scraper, doesn't he? Yeah, or he yeah. actually has it framed somewhere. Yeah. Uh, in reference to the the actual but film, but I imagine somebody burying that in it as well. He does go back and bury it, doesn't he? The money. Yeah, uh, I thought he did. Yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah, that, yeah, you might be right. I can't remember. I can't remember what happened at the end now. Um, and then the wood chopper. You see, that's why it kind of it's almost both a, a 
a homage and a and following on consecutively. It's weird. Because mm. otherwise, yeah. it's a shocking coincidence if somebody else uses a wood chopper to dispose of a body. Isn't it? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Weird. Anyway, that'll do. Um, cool. Thanks. Thanks Who's for showing. Are you back next week, Jack? I will be. Great. Okay. Great. Good stuff. Show Good up stuff. and bring a better attitude next time. 